Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to House of Property at a different time. It's quarter to five on Thursday, the 8th of February. What a lovely surprise to see you all. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, that's interesting because you might be an afternoon person who enjoys your podcast in the afternoon, watching us live on Facebook or YouTube or catching up wherever you may get your podcast. Normally, this show is a good morning, good morning, good morning, 8.35 every Thursday morning. But in true stress testing style, we've decided that we would try different times of the day to see if that appeals to different audiences. So it's a fascinating little project that we're doing. We can never stand still. We want to make sure that we keep learning and moving forward. And so we go for a different time. Now, for those of you who are regulars, and thank you very much for that, you'll know that I can't do this show alone. I'd love to, but contractually, I'm not allowed. I have to have <laughs> Katie the Grifter Griffin and her dog that's just arrived <laughs> on, the, on the screen. I've talked for one minute 20, your dog arrives just at the right time. Hello, Griffin, my darling. How the devil are you? Hello. I'm okay. I have had better days, Martin. Let me tell you that. I have had better days. But I think that is kind of... That's how the week is, isn't it? You know, that that's how it is. We have up and down days and we have to be a bit like chameleons is what I would say. Because chameleons. A chameleon. Would you say we're a chameleon? Some people would say we're alligators, crocodiles or tigers, wouldn't they? Um, but I would say chameleon. I'm a big tick for a chameleon. That's good. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, chameleon. Um, Grifter, this time of the show, we always ask this. Why would you... <laughs> I can't get my words out. Would you rate your week for me, my darling? Okay, well, up until today, yeah, yes. I would have said my week would have been a firm seven and a half, a 7.5. But yes. I've had a bit of a, a, an issue today, and it and it's kind of pulled the rug under from under my feet. And so I, I kind of would say it's a bit less than that. But actually, we are all about glass... Half full, not glass half empty. And talking about oh, that, absolutely. obviously, I am now, because as you said, it's quarter to five. I've had a pretty crappyola day, and I've just bought myself <laughs> a small bottle of pink Prosecco on the way home, and I'm going to have it. Now, obviously, the cost of this is about the same price as a whole bottle, but I'm trying not to drink very much. But today has prompted me too. So, how has your week been? Rate your week, Martin. Can I just clarify for the listener that you're, um, you're staying at home now, not getting in the car? Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. I won't join you because I do have to get in the car. Um, yes, it's been a yeah, I think it's been an okay week. Okay week. It's a bit of a roller coaster, things going off left, right, and centre. But um but overall I'm gonna rate it as about a 8.27. So I'll take that. That's not too bad at all, is it? I'll take okay. that on a Thursday afternoon. Um okay. so yeah, very good. 8.27 and um it's busy. Like that. It's busy. So look. <laughs> I want to know, I hate it when estate agents have always had their best week ever, but uh, lots of statistics that I see, lots of anecdotal reports that I hear, lots of people that talk to me, tell me that, and I would say this, this start of this year has started at a faster gallop than the start of 2023. In your network community, would you concur? I would have said January was out of the starting box like a busy old thing, definitely. I would say February has been a little bit slower, so it's all very buoyant. 
what we don't want to be is busy fools, isn't it? Rushing around and going, yeah, we've got all these valuations, yeah. But actually, at the end of the day, we have to sell the listings. We have to give our clients a service. And I think that that is, there's been a bit reluctance from buyers, I would have said, to actually offer. So lots of good viewings, um, but a reluctance from um, from buyers to, to offer. But that's starting to come to the fruition now. So I'm quietly optimistic about the year. First question for you, okay? So tough question. I've just come from evaluation and the client there has said, oh, it's better to sell next year, isn't it? Because uh, interest rates are going to go down. I've just read an article that interest rates are going to go down at the end of this year uh, and, and then mortgages will come down. And I said, well, actually, um, I haven't seen that article. And I talked about the general election and I said, but actually nobody knows. No one has a crystal ball. Went, no, 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 they're definitely ne not next month, but the month after they're definitely going to come down. How do you comment? How, what would you say to a potential client? Um, I suppose it depends on what they want to achieve, isn't it? Not, I don't just mean in terms of price, but are they wanting to get it on with their lives or do they want it in their house for the next 12 months? And if so, why am I going out to market, advise you on the selling of property today? But the uh, of course interest rates will fluctuate there was that great stat wasn't there from um old um watto that turned around and said that the last time the interest rates went up in a similar fashion to now the um and people would have waited for them to come back down again they would have waited 50 odd years for that to happen um so actually and i was having this conversation the interest rates that were around are historic lows not the norm yeah. Everybody says that, even the guru that is Martin Lewis says that. Um, but so what if interest rates go down? I, I would say to them, um, I would say that this year, for me, people who want to do their business in the property market should consider the first six to seven months rather than the latter six to seven months. Because yeah. if, if there is a general election, as yeah. talked about, and dear old Dishy Rishi says that he's expecting it to be in the autumn, very Tory type of event, um, stick it when it's dark and cold and wet. Then actually, <laughs> let's get on with it. Let's get on with it now. So I accept that. But I've got Definitely. an example because it's all about storytelling, isn't it? All about storytelling. Yep. I put a four bedroom detached on the market in September last year. I had one viewing on this four bedroom detached, and then we got to about the end of November and mid mid November. And myself and the client said, Martin, we know you've done everything you can, but it's just the way it is at the moment. I'd like to give it a break over on the month Christmas over Christmas. I rang her and said, um, lady client, um, it's the end of January. Um, there's a lot more momentum in the market than there was when we were talking. Feel good factor. Feel good, Feel good factor. factor. Fizz is the word I'm not using at the moment. Lots of New oh, Year Oh, yes. Fizz. Don't mind if Pretty I hard. do. Lots of New Year Fizz. And uh, we put the same house on the market at the same price with the same estate agent. No change with the, in, the property, in the property. In the first three days, we've had four viewings. Yay. See, so, it's back to that feel-good factor, isn't it? Definitely. Exactly. It, because yeah. it's all about sentiment, isn't it? So to go yeah. back to your initial question to your lady, it depends what you want to do with your life. Because actually, no two markets are the same. It ebbs and flows constantly. There'll be pros and cons in each of them. At the moment, for me, this is the most confident, normal market we've seen for quite some time, actually. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I basically said... 
it's down to we can sell house at any time of the year it's down to when you want to move and that isn't influenced by interest rates you know, everybody has got to have a roof over their head and the commodity just happens to be property in this instance but it's got to be when it's right for you and yes prices might have gone up I don't think they're going to go down, but they're not going to have massive increases in growth. So whether you want to sell now or next year, it's your decision. But actually, it, you need to be looking at the early part of this year to sell, because when there's a general election call, people sit on their hands. They don't like uncertainty. So you could, Martin, you mentioned right at the very beginning, well, why are you going out to evaluation if they're not going to sell until next year? And you could say, well, actually, that's down to better qualification, isn't it? At the outset by your team or by whoever is booking that valuation. Right. So. Another top question for you. We've been discussing in our office this week. What do you put in an email? What's a really good kind of like salutation? What what kind of goes on? And then really spookily this morning popped up on LinkedIn exactly an article about what to say in an email. So what do you when you're Oh my gosh, it's really strange, isn't it? So when you are sending a memorandum of sale or you're sending some updates out to a client, how do you start the email salutation, the conversation off? Oh, that, yes. Probably not as with as much of my own personality as I could do. Very little tigger in there. Normally, I do hope this email finds you well. That kind yeah. of, of dull type things. Or I hope that you're having a great week. Yeah. Okay. What so do you want a couple of examples? Yes, well, please I, do. I, I always sort of start off in something quite buoyant. And we've talked before on this show about getting your personality across on your out of office or your uh, away um, for a conference or something. Don't just say, I'm out of the office for the conference. Put something a bit more dynamic, a bit more fizz whiz, that sort of thing. So a couple of things that came up on the LinkedIn was, um, hope your week is off to a flyer. Hope like you've that. smashed this week. Hope you've smashed this week. Or, hi, Martin. It's Thursday afternoon, so I'll cut the polite waffle. Get straight down to business. I quite like that as well. But I think it it it's the tone of the voice, isn't it? And it's But it's how you speak to people. You don't necessarily convey that in an email, do you? And I think we should put more personality into our emails, yeah? I think that's very good. I like that. It's the art of letter writing, isn't it? You know, my old senior partner used to, used to talk to me about the art of letter writing. Um, and even in a fast-flowing AI age, sometimes a letter is really important. In fact, if you want to get a message across to a client, I would say now a letter is the strongest form of communication to reconfigure. Okay. I would say that if you were going to make, if you have a conversation and you went and saw a client and explained it to them, and then confirm that in a letter as advice, not post-valuation, but as a letter as advice, I think that that letter would be really studied, left open on the side, and letters don't often get there. So maybe that's, I hadn't done it, but I've just thought it off the top of my head, that's probably a really strong way of looking at the message. So you're saying a letter in a proper envelope mm -hmm. with a stamp on it, mm -hmm. is that what you're saying? Some mm -hmm. of those. Um, yeah, so I this do. is the interesting thing, isn't it? The title of our show is we will turn how to turn the water into wine. And sometimes mm. maybe it's looking backwards at the old ways to go forwards. Or sometimes it's looking forwards to make sure that we can um, be ahead of the head of the competition. So yeah. Yeah. I like it. So I we've talked about. 
so we've talked about taking a bad situation and making it good. And sometimes if you, so at the moment I'm coming across, I'm, I'm not listing as much as I could do because there seems to be a lot of full valuations, unicorn pricing that's out there still. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's a bit of a challenge to me. So how do you, Martin, if you've lost an instruction, follow up with a potential client without when they reduce the price, for instance, without going, yeah, I knew you'd reduce it. To, you have to do it in a professional way. How do you do that? And then I've got some ideas as well for our listeners. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Oh, is, this, is this the challenging question of the week? This is, yes, it's a challenging question of the week. Do you want me? I can go first because obviously I need you this. Go first. You go first. You, just okay. you go first. So you want to come across in a really sincere way because we're in an industry it's all about people and helping and actually texting someone or picking up the phone going oh i see you haven't sold you've been on the market 85 weeks isn't necessarily the professional way to to do it i think you have to turn it on its head and you almost need to do top tips yeah and you you almost need to do so one of my big bugbears at the moment is when a listing comes onto the market that i might have lost or was on with another agent because obviously we all keep abreast of our market and they've got 35 or 40 photographs and you just go, oh, my God, what were you thinking? So what about doing a little video? Top tip number one, just an idea. I see you're still on the market, but here's a tip that you could, you know, advice that I'm giving because I'm here to help. Um, is actually the optimum you need to have is kind of 12 to 15. If you've got a really super sexy special property, maybe 18 photos. But that's kind of it. You do not need to have 40 photos. So that would be top tip number one. Yeah. Believe it or not, agents are still listing without all the necessary material information and floor plans, for instance. Yeah. So maybe that's top tip number two. You know, is your property say already? Have you got everything that, that buyers need to have to make a decision so there's loads of things that you can do in a guidance and professional way without saying haha you haven't sold it yet do you want to change agents so you're doing it in a professional mentoring way and if you do it in a subtle way like that they don't know they're being sold to or the, and you're actually getting across your message in a much better professional fashion i like that that's a good strategy so my net my counter to that or not counter the second one to that um would be so how many, I'm interested in your area, in your market, Gifter, how many of the people that you're selling for remain in close proximity to where they're, where they're living? How, what percentage do you think stay local compared to the percentage of the move away? Oh, God, so, for that's... example, in my area, yeah. I would say that probably 80% of the houses that come to the market, people are moving locally. I'd say mine was probably similar, yeah? Okay, so I would suggest that... If you've lost a property to somebody else, that you make sure that they become a VIP buyer so that you keep servicing them with properties that maybe are on the market with you or on with somebody else. So imagine mm-hmm. bringing that person up that's with their own, with another estate agent saying, Hi, hope all's going well. I've just seen that house that's listed with estate agent Z that I think might be of interest to you. And I want to just bring it to your attention. And um, all of a sudden, they see uh, their socks popped off, don't they? Um, or even better, um, they have a, you arrange a viewing for them with one of your properties, and you make sure that rather than a negotiator or a viewing representative or the, the T man going round, you make sure that you go and view, the, having done the valuation on their property, market on their property, you show them round, and it just means that you've got 20 minutes face to face interaction 
about a neutral topic on neutral ground at a viewing yeah. to show how you would promote the property. And it just puts a little bit of pressure on yeah. the agent that is uh, marketing the property because you're talking about the market, you're talking about what's been selling, you're talking about the challenges of the market that some people are going on, testing the market higher and it's important they, they review it. So I try and get, I like try and wow them as a buyer for those eight. Yeah, I like that. Just say we care. We care. Mm, yeah. yeah, we can. We like can. it, like it. So, I've got another one. Is that actually, um, we've all got loads of promotional equipment and, and stuff sat around the office. And I, for one, go, oh, my God, it's cost me a fortune for those umbrellas. I'm not going to give them out. So they sit in the back and I go, oh, those really expensive umbrellas. Don't do that, okay? So my advice would be not necessarily give out your umbrella to a potential client or one that you've lost or has had a price reduction, but what about just putting together a little useful home moving pack um, or a viewings pack? You know, this is what we think is really important to get stuff ready. Or even two mugs, cup of tea and some biscuits and just say, do you know what? Here you go. Here's some information about us. Don't forget us. Put your feet up and have a cup of tea on us. It's just, I know it's a bit cheesy, but it's just going, it's putting you back in the frame in a really subtle way, isn't it? Just going, we're still here. You're not saying you haven't sold me. You've just reduced your price. You're just going, do you know what? You might be a bit stressed by the potential moving housing. You might have not had a huge amount of viewings, but have a cup of tea on us, put your feet up and have a review of the marketing. So it's just a little subtle way of doing something a bit special. Like that. Talking about um, umbrellas, one of the best example of making value out of branded umbrellas I've ever seen when I was in an estate agency office and without any direction at all, it was tipping down rain. I saw one of the negotiators bolt outside with an umbrella and he gave it, he gave it to a lady with a toddler and said, I could, it's rain. I said, it was raining. She had an umbrella. He gave her an umbrella and said, have this on us. Off she walked off, holding the branded umbrella, which is one thing. But you imagine the amount of people yeah. that she would have told that a estate agent ran out and gave me an umbrella. I mean, I thought it's that nice. was pretty charming. Yeah. I liked it. I it's, like again, that. another estate agent, I remember a story, I forget who tells me now, who this time of the year when it's frosty, got, used to get up early in the morning and put branded ice scrapers resting on the windscreen yeah. of uh, What a clever idea. Um, so there's some very creative people out there and some of the best ideas are the one borrowed or, as we find in the podcast world, stolen from House of Paul. <laughs> what, do you mean you heard it here first, but everyone then uses it? Is that what you mean? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So right. little hints and tips on how to turn water into wine. Sometimes you say like little that. things. That's all fun, isn't it? Just little bits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Take a challenge of overvaluing by your competitors and turn it from that water into wine. I love that. Excellent. I like that. So you've mentioned about using post, haven't you? Getting a good old-fashioned stamp out. So again, questions and and things that our um, listeners and our followers want to know is, do you still send a pre-appointment letter? Do you just send an email? Do Are you being different and cutting through the noise if you do send a letter because from what you're saying is you you possibly do but actually do you follow up with a video do you follow up with a letter what do you leave behind on evaluation because i think there's huge amount of difference here we're all doing the same job but we're all doing it in very different ways and the other thing that agents don't do is actually follow up afterwards full stop so martin post or video so I go video. I, I I try and run as paperless as possible. My example about 
the letter would be a property is on the market higher than you advise the client to go to the market at. You've had some interest. You go out and see them. You review the marketing. You review the activity. You come back to the office. Now, you could potentially say, I'd just like to recap our meeting on a video. But I would probably say, I'd just like to recap our meeting in writing and send that to them. So it was, that was what I was really meaning from a letter. It reinforces okay. something. So you could do that on post file, but that's a bit backwards, isn't it? But the I think you can do that better nowadays. So I would go digital and video every single time. Okay. All right. Lovely. So email or phone follow up? Phone, 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 definitely phone follow. For a piece of business that you're chasing down, always phone. Deliver bad news either in person on the telephone. Follow up pieces of business for me on the telephone or in person. So the important okay. jobs, it's all about you, isn't it? You know, if we turn around and say that people buy from people and we say that people is our industry and property is the commodity, then the important phone calls, the important elements have to be done in person or on the telephone, I would say. But do you use text messages, WhatsApp messages and things like that in your business scripter? All the time, all the time. And... Um... I love WhatsApp because not only can you send a voice note, not only can you send a little uh, text as you would do on Messenger, but on WhatsApp, obviously, if you hold down the camera button, you can also send a little video of actually you talking and it just pops up. It's just a bit different. It's quite exciting. And the other thing that we discovered today when we had a video call on WhatsApp is if you put your thumbs up like I'm doing now or make a heart sign, it actually appears now in WhatsApp. And it's, it's, quite, it's quite cool. I've just got I just got to let the dog out because he's barking away, obviously. Let the dog out. No problem. So that's quite cool, the WhatsApp stuff that they're doing at the minute. It is very good. Although I had a client that I'm chasing and did the WhatsApp video um, today where you changed from a voice note to a video. And I realized it was three, two, one, but I hadn't realized it kind of started. I was a little bit all jittery and then sort of straightening my hair and then did a big cheesy smile and then went into my blurb. I thought, oh, should I delete this and go again? I thought, oh no, sod it. This is my personality. It doesn't need to be polished and perfect, does it? You know, I'm sure, Absolutely. without doubt, they will be laughing at that and they'll pass it around their friends and laugh at me doing this. Um, but actually, that's not just part of it. Don't take yourself too seriously. That's turning your water into wine, isn't it? That actually you're a real person. It's 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 raw, it's real, just like the videos. Potential buyers, they like it. Sellers like it. Potential clients like it. And it's, again, yeah. it's personality, isn't it? Just like we've talked about in our emails as well. So another question for you, because we've mm. talked about this before. Have you hit all your goals for January? And what is the book that you're reading? Because we've talked about what books, but what are you actually reading at the moment? So um, have I reached my goals? No. Um, lots of them ticked off. Um, one has developed into a massive thing called journaling. I, look, I, I really, I mean, I'm not far from becoming Anne Frank. Uh, Anne Frank's <laughs> younger brother. Um, well, because, yeah, that's more like it. <laughs> uh, because um, I can't, it's transformed my life, journaling, and I'm never going to do a podcast on that, so I'm not talking about that too much. But that was a goal yeah. for January, and actually it's it stuck. Cold showers, that stuck. Um, drinking less and eating less, not stuck. Trying to get mm -hmm. out and do 10,000 steps, not stuck. So there's still plenty to aim out there for Feb, you know? It's good. Um, like that. So that's good. I'm still reading um, the very 
over the all over the place, more familiar than Coca-Cola, more around than the little dollops of things that you see on the street that aren't very nice and you stand in. Old Stephen Bartlett's new book was 34 Laws of Life and uh, Business. And oh. um, I'm loving it though. I really am enjoying it. What I like about it is a little bit like our podcast, which is all about yeah. collaboration. It is really what are the top 33 things that he has learned from other experts brought together, not that he's trying to anyway near um, put it out as his way of living, but and credits everybody who gives him that advice, but bringing all those best bits of advice, putting together in one place and distributing it out to the world, which is a brilliant way of remarketing and repurposing content. But um, I'm really enjoying it. Very, very good. Easy read. Um, but trying to remember it all is a bit tricky. So that's good. What are you reading at the moment, please, Grifter? So I am rereading uh, The Leveraged Business by Fabian Fredrickson. And I talked some time ago, probably two years ago, about this book. And it's about um, trying to make yourself um, less in your business, less head down and in, and actually to take a bit more of a helicopter view, um, but also to remind yourself that you it's not just about you, that there are other people that can do your job because that's I fall foul to that a lot of times that go oh you know it's only me that can do it and actually it isn't but if I wrote down what I do so almost like a procedures I suppose or a worksheet um mm. task sheet um and this is what Fabian does really really well um I've got the book okay because I've been I've decided to do two different things so listen to audible but also have the book so I'm listening and looking at the book at the same time and highlighting passages in the book i'm going to keep talking because obviously the dog's barking to be let back in dog was back in, really. yeah but i'm loving that and it's i've got some really great ideas and that is going to um pull through into another one of our kind of top ideas isn't it that we have for our listeners um along with our little black book of great people to do business with which is underway because 2024 seems to be the year of agents and people in the property industry of writing books, doesn't it? So it why not house of property? So we've got to tick that box on our challenge too, aren't we, Martin? We'll do that. That's good. Um, so question for you, um, and I'll give you mine. I'd like to know your win of the week in a second, but I've had the greatest win that I think I've had in a long time today. So um, I've had. A, please check out for my social media for pictures of this. Client comes in today, they're completing on their house sale. Tomorrow they're on with an online agent and switch to us and we've sold the property for them. It's not been an easy journey for them. They're relocating back home out of the area. Um, and they brought us in today some cupcakes. That's lovely. These cupcakes were personalized with the Reed and Baum logo on them, pictures of their house on them, and thank you on them. And it looked in a beautiful Aww. presentation box with a big red bow. And literally, it was, I was almost like, Tear. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when you're watching Love Actually at Christmas. I was there um, and um, blown my socks off. These beautiful cakes and the, the thoughtfulness of a client to you. Yeah. Um, I thought it was beautiful. That's my okay. win of the week. I'd like to know your win of the week before you wrap up our podcast, please. Oh, gosh. I, my win of the week. Um, oh, I'm really struggling for a win of the week at the minute. Oh, my win of the week. Right. My mum, my fabulous mum, decided that uh, I'm spending too much money on oil running my Arga, okay? And so she has bought me a gigantic air fryer, okay? Now, I have no idea. 
This is how a to cook. Problem, isn't it? No, trust me. Right, I have no idea how to cook in an air fryer. However, I made the most amazing chocolate brownies in this air fryer oh, to die oh, for. Okay, so my win of the week is having breakfast every single day this week of chocolate brownies and made cookies. in my air fryer. Brilliant, love that. Talking if that, of, isn't, um, if that isn't smashing it, Martin, I don't know what is. Talking of um, um, the things that you learn, new things, new skills like cooking air, air fire. I've been watching some of these um, natural wildlife type programs and learning things about that. Did you know this? Um, no. I'll give you a fact. Do you know why bees have sticky hair? Why do bees no, have sticky I, hair? I, I don't know. Because they use a honeycomb. <laughs> That's made me laugh, and I needed to laugh today because it's been a bit of a crappy day. <laughs> I thought you were I like that. that. So we're yes. on an upward trajectory now with your jokes, aren't we? We're about making yes. people laugh. We're turning water into wine, and with our live with wine today and our fizzy references, mm. I think it's been a very, very good show. So feel the joy. Be a chameleon and don't let those devils get you down. Keep on winning and we'll see you next week live and bright Thursday at 8.35. Have a good one. <laughs>